Hey, this is John Bollinger with Premier Guitar. I am with Joe Bonamassa, the Ryman Auditorium. Joe! Nice to be back, man. Good to see you. <laughs> yeah, great scene, man. I know this is first day of the tour. You got a ton going on, so thanks for taking a minute and talking Anytime. to us. Anytime. I, I enjoyed our last get-together. Oh, it was great. The rig rundown. I don't think we got into too much trouble. We kept it straight and narrow. Uh, I liked it. I liked, I liked how it went down. So Clean here we are business. again. Okay. So, okay, let's start with this. I just heard you playing this during rehearsal. Very cool guitar. Let's hear the story. This is a guitar that I, a friend of mine named Dave Walsh um, who sold me my first vintage guitar when I was a kid. And um, my, um, my, my, my parents let me use the savings bond that my great-grandmother gave me. I think it was like $4,000. And I, I bought an old Strat from Dave way back, and that was my baby, and it's, 50, it's 07, 07. It's still around. Yeah. I, I know the guy who's got it. And um, anyway, he had this guitar. When I first saw it, it had a lipstick pickup and, and a, a late 60s, obviously it's 68 thin line, and a late 60s um, a Kelly pickup in it. And um, about 30 years later, I was at Dave's house, and we were making a deal on some other stuff. I said, Dave, do you have that thin line? I always loved that thin line with the Parsons White. It's like original Parsons White B-Bender. And, um, and, he, and, he, and he did, and he goes, I don't think I want to sell it. And then I noticed he had a price tag in it from when he brought it to a guitar shop. I'm like, come on, man, let's do it. So he, 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 he told me after I bought it that, um, that it had a route for a humbucker, but he had the original pick card, and I go, that's even better. So I stuck a, a patent number from the mid-60s in there. And then this is a Seymour Duncan pickup from, uh, this is the one they make called the Bludgeon, which is a replica of the Nocaster. So it's hot. So it's like a nine and a half. Hmm. And, and, it, and, it does, and it doesn't howl. I can get it really loud. I can get it through all this stuff and it doesn't howl oh, whatsoever. Yeah. We just heard it. And trust me, it was loud. It is loud. Yeah, and it, it and was... you would think with the FO and the tele, it would be a problem. Yeah. But uh, Joe Glazier refretted it as he does most of the guitars you will see here today. And, um, and it's, uh, it's missing a screw. I don't know what's happened to that, but I think the pick guard's gonna stand up. But yeah. it's a cool guitar, and it's very song specific. This is yeah. a song I wrote when One Door Opens from our, our uh, royalty album, and the, the title cut Time Clocks is why it's here today. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a great working man's B-Bender telly, and um, I, I just, you know, again, like as we'll see through this demonstration, if it's been done, just leave it and play it. Use it as a tool. Yeah. You don't have to restore it. You're never <laughs> going to not have a humbucker here, you know? Yeah. Um, if it's mint, then, then don't cut into it and put a humbucker. <laughs> it's been like this, you're good, you know? So it's, you know, this is a tool. It's a really cool tool. Yeah, well, it was, uh, I love the way you're using it on that song. Sounded, yeah, sounded and good. I like 68 telly necks. They're really cool. They have a nice, they have a nice profile. You know, they wear out nights like the 50s, the maple cap ones. And yeah, um, yeah it's, I mean, it's they got the original bridge and everything. So, so when you're switching from guitar to guitar, is there much of an adjustment with your hands or just come to you Just got to get your head around it. Yeah. And, you know, we rehearse, obviously, and we, we select the guitars day one. So every time the guitar comes out for each song, I'm ready for that neck profile. For that, for, for that, that particular song. Yeah. It's the way the volume works. And we'll show you with, later on with the... The, the, the amps, how everything is kind of symbiotic. Okay, this, uh, I remember this from last time. You remember this from last time? This was, um, this is, uh, was in a lot better condition last time. <laughs> this one, for some reason, this one here is um, a guitar that, that I've had now almost 10 years. 
and it's the two margaritas, <laughs> El Compadre on Sunset Boulevard, walk over to Guitar Center, make an irrational decision. Sometimes uh, uh, that stuff works out. Oh, yeah. It's a 51 no-caster with a PAF in the front and an original pickup in the back, and it's out of phase, and it just works. And I've said this, I've said this, this is like, you know, because you go like, you know, everybody knows I have a collection of guitars. And they'll be like, hey, um, you know, you know, what's your Desert Island guitar? And I always say it's the no-caster because I can play any of the tunes in my set with it. You know, I can roll the tone off and it kind of sounds a little bit like a, like a Les Paul. Oh, Obviously, yeah. put it in the front pickup, definitely sounds like a Les Paul. But then it'll twang, it will, it will rock like Pete Townsend. I mean, it'll take your face off, but it'll just get super quiet. And it's just, you know, the best guitar I own. Yeah, I, I, that's the one you played on the Jules Holland one. I did, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was such an amazing performance, and I've watched it, I don't know how many times, and you were just plugged straight into that twin. Straight into the twin, yeah. And, and last, it works. Okay, what, 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 what blew my mind about it is the last time we were here, you let me play that a little bit, and it was like, played like a truck, man. It still plays like a truck, it's just got newer strings. <laughs> I like it plays like a truck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some, sometimes, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to over-engineer a guitar to where it plays perfectly and, and nothing bugs you about it because sometimes the fight is where the real magic happens. If it fights you a little bit, yeah, yeah, then then keep it there. Don't, yeah, right. You well, know, like these saddles, I probably should put a shim on the neck and bring these screws up, but because it tears up your palm. Oh but, God, yeah, that's but, a gouger right there. But I kind of like it. I've, <laughs> I've played thousands of shows. That's all right. So, yeah. but um, you know, it's it's other than the the, the humbucking pickup. It's pretty straight, um, original finish, but I mean, last time I saw it, was, it had paint up to here, so it's, it's it's getting worn out. And I don't wear stuff out, but I've worn this out. Yeah, you know? high mileage. New frets, so this has got it's, it, every every ten years. I think Glazier will refret it for me. So. Oh, very thing. cool. Okay, and y'all check out that Jules Holland uh, show. It's just unbelievable performance. All right, this is a '55 Strat. Um, Pretty much stock, except for the the Bakelite repair. <laughs> yeah, that's. It's, that's well, a it's nice more stage. like Bakelite preservation, and um, it's just it's just white electrical tape that that because a lot of times these get cracks, and if if you play if you play hard, the string will flex and sometimes catch underneath and rip the top of the cover off. Sure. Um, but this one was we use for pain and sorrow when we play it. Um, it's yet to be played on this tour. Nothing's been played on the street. We've gone on about two hours, but. Um, so it's 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 a drop down a whole step. So it's okay. got big fat strings on, and it's just a cool old strat. And it's light. You know, I like that. It's I think it's like a seven pounder. Wow, that is light. And the three way. Always a three way. Um, I'll wedge it, and if not, I'll live with it. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I wedge it, and sometimes I I have other things where it it I have to put tape on the back and sure. whatever and. It's just a, it's just a good, you know, it's a, it's a great old Strat, and, and it sounds good. And this is also refretted, so it's not, it's not the original frets. It's just a 55, late 55 Strat. Just the perfect 55 Strat. It's a that's great all. Strat. No, I'll show you the perfect 55 Strat in a minute. Here's, here's one that's new to the tour. Oh wow! Different era Strat than people normally normally see me play. This is a mid 65 in candy apple red which is the most common custom color you'll huh. see on Strats. Um, that and maybe Olympic white or blonde. Um, but this one came to me a few months ago and it just, there's something about mid 65 pickups. They have, a, they have I actually have to lower them because oh, really? they're, they're, they have a lot of output huh. and they have a very specific sound. 
And um, for the songs that we're playing on it, 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 it works and it, it looks cool as hell because it's red. Oh, you know? yeah. And uh, I think that's why everybody liked it. Wanted a red strap back in the day because it's a cool red strap. You know? Right, right. They so should order Burgundy Mist. They have a lot more money. <laughs> so do you just like, like at the beginning of a tour, do you just kind of audition every guitar you have and find the right? Yeah, and fit? And, and if it's not right for the the song, it doesn't come out. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm not going to play something that fights and isn't right for the song. You have to, you have to be very specific yeah. about. And then this one works for this song, Known Unknowns. And um, it'll work for this Love Ain't a Love Song version that we're doing now. And, and again, it's, it's cool. And again, refretted and intonated, so it plays in tune. Yeah. You know, so it's, oh, that's great. It's a tool. It's a tool. And that, you know, the back plate's off because the back plate's never lined up. You know? And I, and I use five, all five springs. I don't use a trim. And you know, so you have to pull the back plate off so you restring it. It's just one of those things. Sure. So, anyway, that's the 60, that's new. So, if I hate it tonight, you can chop it out of it. <laughs> go back home. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's. I think fans like they like to see. I mean, seeing what guitar you're you're playing on the song is kind of like a mm -hmm. thing. Like I like seeing Skinner on. You know. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I, it's yeah. kind of a thrill. It's you're kind like, of a oh, thing. Okay. There. It's part of the. It's part of the experience. Yeah. I mean, it it's is. to see the gear. Yeah. Now this is a this is a classic example of Instagramming do's and don'ts. <laughs> <laughs> the do's is just put a picture of it on, online. People go, oh wow, what a cool 55 strap. This is a, this is Bonnie. This is the, the guitar I've had a long time. Bought from Trevor Boone up here at uh, Emerald City Emerald Guitar. City, yeah. I think we talked about it last night. Called me and said, hey, you know, it's the coolest strap I've ever seen. Okay, send it to me. Had one fret job. And Bonnie Bramlett, the legendary Bonnie Bramlett played on Reese Winans' solo record that I produced with Josh Smith. Oh, wow. And she had me sign her guitar, I think it's Trigger, with a knife. She, I carved my name in it, along with Jimmy Hall, and, and yeah. it, I mean, like the, the list is crazy. I think Jerry Garcia. Oh, sure. I was so touched by it. I said, I want I to I wanna return the favor. I'm just so be so honored. So she was coming to sing with us in St. Louis, and I said, hey, I said, bring your Dremel. She goes, oh, I'm bringing it. <laughs> so I had to figure out what guitar she was going to sign. It was this one. Oh, so she great. carved her name, 2018, um, Bonnie Bramlett. So oh, that's great. ever became known as the uh, Bonnie Strat. The don'ts of Instagram is ever post a picture of a legendary singer, uh, Hall of Famer, carving their name into a thing, be into a guitar, um, because they're like, I can't believe you know, you're scratching the paint like that. I'm like, <laughs> please. Really? Really? <laughs> He's like, wait, are we looking at the same thing? Oh, you know? that's great. But forever, it's a forever guitar and it's the best one. And it's my favorite strats, my favorite neck profile. And um, it, it just has an extra five or 10% that uh, other strats don't have. And it's my always, it's just my, it's a personal thing. It's, yeah. not, it's not anything that you can, you, it, there's nothing set in stone. It's just, I was like this one, yeah. you know, stays in tune and, and just rules the world. Well, and the Strat's perfect for Bonnie because wasn't that when Clapton made the switch to Strat's when he was playing he with would, them? Yeah, he would play, he would play a, like a, a triple pickup custom. You'd see him play oh, that. Right. I think okay. he had the 335 with Delaney yeah. and Bonnie and he had the, and he had Brownie for okay. Strat. And he had, a, I think eventually Blackie came in, in, involved, but uh, yeah, he was playing strats and, and yeah, Les Pauls as well. But yeah. But, uh, but yeah, this is, this, is, this is my favorite. Oh, that's great. Four digit number, it's all right. Yeah. And Bonnie Bramlett, it's the Man, Bonnie strat. That's as so. cool as it gets. Now this one is uh, the newest guitar we have. This is a 1976 
uh, Bicentennial Firebird. Oh, 46 cool. years old. I'm 45, so I was born in 77. This was made in 76. And we have this song called Curtain Call, which requires open G. But it also requires a solo in, in regular, you know, like a, not a non-slide solo. Yeah. In G minor, which I've had to learn different patterns oh. in open G. It's, God. It's a, you have to keep your concentration. You can clam real hard on it. Uh, yeah. But it, it's, it's a good guitar for this song, and it looks cool on stage. Oh, it looks great. And I, uh, I, I, uh, I uh, was on the cover of Guitar World magazine with uh, Eric Gales with this, this, this guitar, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's fun. I've had it for a minute, and I haven't found a use for it yet, but, you know, these Bicentennial Firebirds are great for the money. Oh. You know, the, for, you know, like if you had a, a 64 in Polaris White, it would be incredibly oh, crazy. expensive. Yeah. But, you know, these things are really, you know, uh, they're expensive now because everything is expensive, including a latte. But what I'm saying is yeah. it's, it's, it's it, it, the price point these are, everybody's good is like a mid-60s Firebird, huh. you know, and, it's, and, and they're great. You know, no volute. Banjo tuners. Love the banjo, banjo tuners. Banjo tuners sucked in 64 and they sucked in 76, okay? That's big D. Okay? And they suck now. But they're cool as hell, yeah. you know? What are you going to do? It worked for Johnny Winter. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're right. You know? Man, and that, worked for Holland Wolf. <laughs> right, right. And that album you did with, with Eric Gales was just amazing, man. Yeah, I'm so proud of it. God, um, what a... I, I loved it because it, 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 it just got him out there, you know? It seemed to... Get well, him on the radar more. He, he, he uh, you know, we helped him get some great songs. Yeah. And uh, he dug deep. He sang his ass off and he played his ass off oh. as he always does. Yeah. But he made a, an, an, an album that's concise and connects to people on on not only just a guitar level but a message level. Right. People connect to it on the message and and um, we we worked real hard on that. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm so proud of him and I'm so proud of the record. Yeah. Yeah. Killer album. Next one. This that old is, thing. No, this is uh, a new guitar. Oh, really? This is the, um, this is a, uh, not a prototype, it's just a, something that Gibson was nice enough to make me. This is a replica of Amos. Even with the little chunk coming Right, out. that's, I, I, They I, did a uh, good job, they did a great job. I thought it and was. And this thing sounds great. This comes out of the Murphy lab. Oh. And uh, Tom Murphy did a really nice job aging it. Really nice checking on it. Good neck profile, oh. and it's light, you know? Did they? Did, oh, that is light. Did they do a whole run of Amos's? No, uh, that that possibly will come later. But this is just a one-off, so I can take a guitar that isn't so expensive. Yeah, and one of a kind. I mean, Amos is one of a kind. Oh yeah, you know, and it's and it's it's not a V. It's the that V. Yeah. So and, and honestly, it sounds great, and it and it sounds like a Karina V. Yeah, and it's stock Gibson pickups, stock stock everything. I got it like three days ago. Oh really? Yeah. Ah, that's great. Cool. So, yeah, Kicks. kudos to them. They did a great job. Yeah. Same so serial number. This is the Shakedown Cruise for that. That's great. This is a rare guitar. It's a 1964 mono ES355. Great. So if you notice, there's no baritone, and it's and it's mono. So cool. it's like it's a three basically a 335. Yeah. In electronics with ebony board and you know gold parts and a, a guard that will most likely gas and turn all this green but uh, i bought this from the original owner in georgia oh how cool and they wanted me to have it and we made a deal on it and uh i said i promise you i'll, I'll play it on stage and they probably thought oh whatever <laughs> and then next night it's on stage yeah 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 so we use it every night it's, a, it's cool dust bowls at a it's a dust bowl guitar because i'm capo you need, yeah. the, you need the wiggle stick right i call it five five speed five speed transmission yeah i love the five speed 
you got to clutch it every once in a while. <laughs> but this one being a 64 has uh, nylon saddles. Yeah. And I think that that's something to the sound. It, it's, it, it just kind of takes a little bit of the 2K off. It's kind of like adding uh, tonic water to gin. <laughs> to your gin, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It takes a little yeah, bit of the, takes a... The, the, the knife between the eyes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's just been, been a really nice addition to the, the, the touring set. And uh, it looks cool. And it's, so, it's, it's not easy to find monoed, factory mono, no veritone. Right. You know, and it's just, it's in phase, you know, and it's, it's, just, it's just ruling. So. Yeah. And it's in amazing shape. It's not bad. I mean, for now. For, for <laughs> yeah. no, I don't. I don't beat up guitars. I mean, I, 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 I don't really beat them up. Heavens no. <laughs> this is a guitar that's on loan um, for the year, and I'm gonna we're gonna loan it to somebody else. Belongs to my friend Richard. It's a 1960 Sunburst Les Paul. Wow. And um, he's gonna sell it uh, for charity. Oh wow. And he bought it in, I believe, 1967. He'll be here tonight. Bought in 1967. And I think he paid three hundred dollars for it. He's kept wow. it. He used to work for Gibson, oh. and so he was nice enough to loan it to me uh, for a year. We've been taking it around the world, getting some use out of it. It was at the Albert Hall, and blah blah blah. Wow! And uh, you know, it'll make an appearance, I think, on the DVD. And uh, somebody's going to get a great burst, and with and, a real history, and and a lot of money's going to go to a great cause. So when he approached me uh, through uh, Walter Carter, Christy Carter at Carter's Vintage, I was like. Wait, wait a minute, I get to play a cool guitar for a year? And, and a lot of people benefit from it? I'm like, sold. You yeah, know? And right. We're going to try to get into somebody else's hands, too, you know, that, that could take care of it and, and tour around a little bit. Um, so it's nice and flamey, but, you know, he's, he's yeah. had it for years. So. Oh, that's great. And it's like, uh, it's, a cool, it's a cool piece of history. The proofs are still out there, you know? Yeah. Um, this next one, the one I just got, it's a 58. And um, it's not perfect, it's got a few issues, but it's a nice burst, plain top, nice color, um, showers. I was like, why do you keep the showers on? It's fucking cool. Yeah, they are cool. You know? And uh, I got this from uh, Norm. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Um, God, you guys have done some guitar deals. We've uh... done some guitar and we did this guitar deal from Norm's hospital bed. And, oh, really? and, and uh, thankfully, Norm's doing much better. He's back in the store. Uh, we love him, we love you, Norm. And uh, you know, Norm, after he had his, his surgery, he was still doing guitar deals from his <laughs> hospital bed. I'm like, man, dude, take a take a breather. He, it's him. Yeah, that's life's it, blood, his, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's ingrained in his DNA. Yeah. So that was uh, part of the, you know, it was just it walked into a store, yeah. and then I made the deal with the guy who was his brothers, and it's a it's a really nice um, nice 58 light, you know, something like yeah. eight and a half. Wow. God. So it's making its stage debut tonight after Joe Glazier refretted it. Great, wow, beautiful, man. So, let's see, what else we got? It's amazing how red that neck is, and there's just no red. Sometimes they fade, sometimes not. This is pretty red, too. Yeah. But this is a 1960. Oh. This was the one that they found in England, outside of Birmingham. Oh, right, right. And uh, it was found under a set of stairs. <laughs> And they brought it into um, ATB Guitars, my friend Mike's shop, for an appraisal. And I thought it, they thought it was worth 2,000 pounds. And he's, he was like, uh, maybe it's a little bit more. The story was that he bought it out of the back of Melody Maker magazine um, for 150 pounds back in 1967 after he saw Eric Clapton. So we call this the Royal Albert because 
after a little bit of negotiation, um, Mike was nice enough to bring it down. And when I first saw it, it didn't have the pick guard. I thought it, I would need to source an original pick guard. And, uh, and it had a Bigsby on it, which I knew was, had, was on borrow time. Yeah. The five speed's gone. And uh, especially because it's not an original Bigsby guitar, Bigsby was added after. And um, so he brings it down to Royal Albert Hall. It's, the tuners are roached, the, the frets are roached. It's, it's all, it's a mess. Uh, yeah, I saw the before pictures and when you first got it. I looked at it, I was like, there's not, you don't need, doesn't need much. It needs, it needs a trip to Nashville. It needs, you know, uh, it, it needs Nick and Joe Glazier and the whole team down there. Yeah. Nick did it in two days. Oh, that's great. Right? So, but when I first saw the pickguard with the switch added, I was like, oh, this is going back on there. <laughs> And that's the original pickguard with some sort of phase switch that they put in and ran, ran through the ring. There's two little holes oh, in the ring really? that oh, went down into great. the PS. These PAS were a gift from my friend Charlie uh, Daughtry, who, who um, said, hey, man, just get, get it up and running. Happy birthday. Oh, the, other, the other pickups were dead. So, and we're using it, and it's, it's a, it just sounds amazing. I mean, it's, 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 and it's what they call a double O. Zero zero two five two, which means very early nineteen sixty. So it's basically a fifty nine profile neck. It was wow. a fifty nine profile oh, neck wow. and neck tenon. And I love how red that is for the, from the Bigsby, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean like it's it faded out the sun tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that'll even it out. Wow. A couple outside shows, man. That thing will be gone. <laughs> so, but this oh. is this is you know it, it was just a nice rescue, and I don't need another one. Like I need I need one like a hole in head, but. Uh, but this is a nice, it's a nice guitar, and it's, it's, a, it's a great playing, sounding Les Paul. It sounded great. Yeah. Yeah, during soundcheck, that sounded amazing. So, and uh, Gibson uh, Custom gave me the tuners the other day, because oh, the cool. other ones are bent. Cool. So, so those are new Those are reissue tuners. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Well, yeah, it looked like the deal. Because yeah. the amount of times it's going to be restrung. It, oh, yeah. You know, anyway. And then this is a guitar I've had for a long time. This is a 59 Les Paul, uh, standard. This is called the snake bite. Yeah. And I call it the snake bite because it was, looks like it had a snake bite. It had a Bigsby on it at one point, kind of like the one I just showed you. But these ones here in this serial number range, this is 1948, 9, 1948, um, had, they have peculiar uh, small necks. They're very wow. strange. That's great, man. So Ooh. they're, they're, they're in, and other guitars in that serial number range, Carmelita, um, Nikki, all that they have a slightly Lazarus, the guitar that we rescued right. a couple years ago, have a very similar neck. Wow! So is that that your favorite uh, or favorite neck anyway? Um, I like this guitar. You know, it's um, I, I I use it for I think a lot tonight, and uh, you know, it's it's it was bought in a pawn shop in the mid '80s for 700 bucks. Wow. The guy gave me the receipt. He paid <laughs> 700 bucks. Yeah, they're still That's out great. there. I love that. I so love it, that, man. It, it's not, I mean, obviously it's beat up, but uh, it's a tool. Yeah. It's a nice sounding Les Paul. And then we have one more. This guitar resides here at the Ryman Auditorium. I've owned it for 10 years. And I bought it the, the same day as I made my debut on this stage. So it means a lot to me. And when they asked me to, if I had any guitars I could loan to them for their rotunda, I said, this came to mind. This is Howard Reed, Howard A. Reed. This is Howard Reed's 55 Factory Black Stratocaster. And um, it was ordered at McCord's Music in Dallas. And Howard spent a brief time playing with Gene Vincent in the Blue Caps. So there's a very famous shot of him in this kind of white sailor's hat and this guitar in 1957, 58. And um, it was sold 
after Howard died in 1979 to Bill Blackburn, who wrote some very famous books about Stratocasters, Telecasters, very nice guy. And when Bill got ill, unfortunately, in 2013, um, he sold this through Gruen's, and I picked it up because um, I had a poster of this on my wall when I was like 10 or 11. I, uh. thought, I thought this was the coolest Strat ever made. I was like, I was just, I just lust after it. I never thought I'd get to see it, let alone own it. But when I hand this to you, there's certain one thing I'd like you to notice about this guitar. What do you notice about that? Boy, it is really heavy. It's heavy. It is really heavy. And Man. It's, it's about nine and a half pounds. Ooh, For a Strat, it's heavy. Yeah. But a lot of solid color fenders from the mid-50s tended to be heavier. I don't know why that just was a thing. And, but this, this guitar, above all, and it needs frets. I can't refret it. I don't have the heart to refret it. It's not, it'll go to somebody else. But this guitar, above all, represents the journey that I've taken from my little bedroom in Yorkville, New York, to the stage here at the Ryman. Um, if, you, if you stare at a damn guitar long enough, you, might own, you may own it. And that's, that's pretty much how it was. And I know this is all cork-sniffing stuff, and, and I'm very self-aware. But I'm very lucky to have been doing this for as long as I have, and to be as passionate about guitars for now, geez, I'm 41 years, you know? Yeah. I mean, I started playing when I was four. And I started wanting to collect guitars when I was six. So I would, I mean, I parlayed my first communion money. Like I told you, my, my great-grandmother's savings bonds, and right. I'd buy this, and I'd trade that, and i parlayed all this. This wasn't never, I wasn't, you know, I'm not a trust fund baby by any standards. So this, is, this, this guitar represents a lot of sweat and toil and hard work to get to this point in my life. And I never thought I would get to this point in life where I get to talk to you on this stage <laughs> and to show off uh, this, this guitar. So when we're done with this tonight, it comes out once a year. We play here once a year. It comes out once a year out of the rotunda, and then they stick it back it in. Right? So are you going to actually play it tonight? We're going to see. <laughs> God, that's amazing. So, so that's, that's it. This guitar does not travel with us, so technically it's not in the rig. Yeah. But it's, it's worth a, 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 a mention. It is in the room. Tonight. Right. So, so if you're here at the Ryman taking the tour, after you get done, you know, going through all the beautiful memorabilia they have, take note of this oh. little black Strat. Yeah. Because it's probably, if it's not the first, it's one of the first two or three. I see it made. every time I come here, by yeah. the way. Yeah, for years I've been, I've been visiting this guitar every time I come so here. So it's, it's, it's special. Isn't that amazing? You started with one little Chiquita. And from that? Yep. All this. And then I, then I graduated to a JB player. Oh. Uh, a Japanese Strat copy. I liked it because it had my initials on it. Yeah. And now, and now look around. Oh God, yeah. here we go. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so that's the guitars. I'll take you through the rig. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, do, do you want to plug in a Les Paul so we can hear some of this yeah, stuff? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll plug it all in. Okay, so uh, this is Tone Henge. So, well, we call it. I don't know if we can, I don't say this, and we may get in trouble for this, but it, but it bears repeating. I said it out loud a few times. It is the amp shanty. It's like a series of box dwellings that doesn't seem to make any sense, and, 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 and it shouldn't. Honestly, it shouldn't work. What it basically is is if we go back and look at my rig from 2009 when I played uh, Albert Hall the first time, and I had the two heads, I had four heads, and the two calves. It's a very bougie version of that. Okay, so instead of having four it's seven but with an if and a but okay so what it is is if you're looking at that black 
cabinet. That was made by Peter Van Wilden. That has two sets of EV12Ls. Wow. Okay, and it's split into two 2x12 two cabinets, which has two 1987 Marshall Jubilees running at the same time. Wow. One has effects. One has uh, one has effects and one's dry. So here's what it sounds like, just dry. Wow. Still a classic Boss DD2. Works through the loop. Yeah, yeah. And the the Leslie, which is a Husing Ketten, a Rotosphere, which I've now collected four of them because they do quit every once in a while. Sure. So, but. So there's your there's your effects. Very simple pedal board. This is from 2012. It's the Boomer board, and <laughs> everybody goes, "Well, why don't you do this?" I go, "It still works, and it's from 2012." Dave Freeman did a great job. Yeah. And um, so this setting A, if you look at setting A, you're hearing is the two Marshall Jubilees in two of these high power tweed twins. You're going to say they're not tweed, Joe. They're black. <laughs> I had a, a Fender custom made me some black um, cases so the rig looked more uniform. But these, these are your amps. These oh, are these the are, JB yeah, twins. The, these are actually the prototypes. We just, we oh. just ripped the chassis out. So, so that so it looks more uniform but these are just tweed twins so this is this is the sound with the tweed twins and a little bit of delay so it's 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 really good for you know Clean rhythm. And it's really touch sensitive where you can, uh, you know, you get. Wow. So it cleans up really nice, you know? Beautiful. say Joe but you have a Leslie on stage what the fuck so here's so here's what we got so that's the, that's setting a that's pretty much a lot of my rhythm playing that's a lot of the kind of bluesier solos yeah. it's 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 all of that so the setting two actually we'll go to, we'll go to setting C setting C is this Dumble 50 watt with the two Jubilees and that's set to clean with but you drive in the end, so. So that one's good to do riffs. Wow. And it's like super articulate and tight. You
it's it's super tight and it works great with fenders and we can good for the pocket. cliche at this point but the pog works <laughs> it's fabulous man so that's that sound and that's got a little tc chorus on it you can take a picture of that oh and only through that dumbbell so it just just winds it out a little bit yeah that's i mean it's so subtle you don't even yeah that... again it shouldn't work <laughs> none of this should be in phase none of this should yeah, be do you have any phasing issues well, or... we have these layla boxes so you use for years and you just keep hitting buttons until you get the most bass <laughs> Until you're not electrocuted, <laughs> until you get the most bass, and you're good. So now, here, here comes the comparisons of Eric Johnson. Um, so this one here is the two Dumble Combos and this Mesa Boogie Revolver, which I believe is the last one that Mesa Boogie had. Oh. So it's basically a single 12 that rotates. It's not a baffle, it's a actual speakers. So this has got reverb on it. It's got a lot of reverb on it. So now, wow. but in context, it does the thing. So if you want the super hyper overdrive, very Eric Johnson-y kind of thing. Yes, we do. That's we what do it does. want and that. And I do too, and that's why I fucking bring it. Yeah. So. God, isn't it great to be on tour? You can just hear this stuff again. I yeah, mean, like, it's been great. You don't know? you miss that when you're not playing? I did miss it. I'm gonna back the reverb down. I think it's, it's freaking crazy. <laughs> Um, and then it, the Leslie does rotate, so you do get a little wobble. Yeah. But it's not enough wobble to move the needle. So I'm basically using it for chorusing. Yeah. So it's like a, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't squish. Yeah. And it's because of the EVs and because of these. Wow. And that's it. That's the whole thing. It's, it's crazy obnoxious, I know, I'll admit it. Hi, I'm Joe, <laughs> and this is fucking obnoxious. <laughs> well, it's, so the last time we saw you. There's two twins and two dumbbells. Yeah, and, 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 and I, the twins blew my mind. It's like, I'm gonna buy one, man. They're, they're good amps. I, well, and you said, you know, I think it'd be a little loud for you. And I thought, and I tried one out and you were right. They're loud. I would they're, get I would get fired if I was that they're, loud. They're loud. I mean, I, I get fired. I should be fired for this. <laughs> but it works. God, it's great, man. You know, the, the EV surprised me because they're... They're less bright than Celestia. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the internet versus reality. Yeah. The, the EVs actually take some of the sizzle off the... And you know who I learned it from? Zach Wilde. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. He taught me that huh. years and years and years ago because he would use combination of EVs because he wanted a tight, because his amps were at the time were JCM 800-ish things. Yeah. And he wanted that. God. You know? Yeah. So it doesn't, you know. 
the bathroom. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's it. That's the that's the rig. It's unfortunately it still sounds like me. I could I could get get away with a couple of twins and a two screamer. It sounds like me. It's never gonna change. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Let's just ride this out. And I got my sailboat. This is a sailboat rig rundown. So it's, it's different. Same thing every fucking time. Same Eric Johnson impersonation. Same too loud. Same everything. What do you want from me, uh, Joe? I just I want. Been, I, I just want been, more of this, been man. entertained online for thirty minutes. You know what blows my mind? It's like when I hear you play. Like like I'll hear you play in like a, like a, with a telecaster or like a yeah. country thing yeah. and you sound like an authentic country dude now here you do like a bluegrass acoustic thing and it sounds like an authentic bluegrass acoustic. and then when you do and then if you want to you can sound like Eric Johnson. it's kind of blows my mind you can cop anything man i'm the line six variax of guitar players <laughs> Set, i got like a button <laughs> Right on the top, yeah. just, just route it in there. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I, you know, I, I learned, I learned from Gatton. You know, Gatton was like, if you like it, learn it. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah, that dude is fluent in every he language. Was, he was, he was fluent in jazz and Americana and, and bluegrass and that country. Rockabilly and stuff. Rockabilly. And, oh God. You know, I mean, I, I, to me, I got into, you know, I, I loved. Jethro Tull as much as I love, oh, you know, right? Del McCurry, you know, so I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. which I believe both have stood on this stage, Jethro Tull yeah. and Del, Del Oh, McCurry. sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Del probably more than Ian. <laughs> right. So that's well, it. That's it, John. It's all I got for you. Oh, Humble, well, meager, meek sounding yeah. rig. It's, you know, it's cool to hear you back on Marshalls. That is, that's I just. That's what, the, that's what everybody said. They were like. They didn't go anywhere. I just like the when we had the horns and the the the, yeah. the, the larger format blues band. It's kind of too it was, much. It, it was too much. Yeah. You know. And now that we're kind of more open, and I can cover more ground. Yeah. The Marshalls made sense, and I tell you, they they run a lot better if they're separate off the cabinet. Yeah. Um, the reason why they're not up here, they're in a rack, and the reliability. If you put some fans on them. Yeah. And that's that was. Uh, seriously a big discovery going why do these things keep kicking off why do these things keep kicking oh. off and now we yeah now watch um it'll blow up tonight yeah but uh <laughs> but no that's getting them off the deck yeah. really helped that so yeah they sound amazing and man. that's it though all the pedals are by the guitar center yeah yeah and yeah it's that's what i love about the the pedal board actually a kid with a paper route could save up and buy yeah. basically yeah, this wall. rig my first wall was my communion money <laughs> Yeah, but now <laughs> Fender painted this one. This is a Lake Placid blue Fender uh, painted for me. And then um, the fuzz face only goes on the twin, so it doesn't collapse the whole rig. You know? It only goes on the twin, so it, 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 it symbiotically tells the rig that it's doing something, but it doesn't collapse the marshals. And, and by the way, the, once again, when you dime a fuzz face, original or, or a new one, it, the noise floor is just, it's, it's perfect. I'm just... <laughs> you hear that? Can't hear it. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, you're not here. And then the overrated special, which is basically for more... For more it's a, you know. 
kind of more like a like a like a Gilmore thing, you know. If I'm doing. The two, the, the green box, the tube screamer, yeah. which is more mid range. Flanger, 80 bucks. And the secret weapon is the is the, the the super trim because it gives you a little it gives you a little gain boost. Just a little a little nudge in the mids. I don't know why it just does. Yeah. And I don't use it really for trim. for 15 years, so. Well, well, that's it. Well, Joe, man, that was, that was a treat. <laughs> Wait till eight o'clock, then yeah. it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, can't thank you enough, man. Yeah, that That's was, always, John. Oh, yeah. Was, and we, we, uh, and we cut a song together. Like, we yeah, cut, I, we cut I, that song. That is the coolest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, we, we wrote a song together, and we, 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 we cut it. And it's, it's not for our Blues Deluxe record, but for something else. It's, it's, really, okay. it's a really cool song. Thank you guys for enduring me once again. Till next time.